Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. My name is David. And I am Leanna. And, and we're, we're the Bonds. We are newlyweds in our 20s, living for Jesus while just being real and open about our life. Figuring out your mission from God does not have to be complicated. Rather, it's simple. We bring you along as we talk about relationship, family, marriage, college life, simple living, and business. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life as we learn together every week and maybe have some laughs along the way. (laughs) Hello, you guys. Um, Welcome back to our podcast. Um, We are so excited to announce another special guest. Uh, We are going to talk to another podcaster like ourselves. And so her name is Chelsea and she hosts the Living with Less podcast. So she is here with us today. We're going to talk all things about, you know, reading the Bible and just standing firm on God's truth. So Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I know that we ourselves know you really well because we follow you on Instagram and see your stories. Um, just for our listeners, just to know you a little bit better, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your mission, and the Living With Less podcast and how that all came about? Yes. So as you said, I'm Chelsea. I'm a wife. We are getting ready to celebrate six years. So our anniversary is this weekend. Oh, that's so that's awesome. awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Same. Um, and I'm also a stay-at-home mom. We have a three-year-old little boy, and I'm a devotional writer and mainly known as the host of the Living With Less podcast. And I know, and the questions you guys had sent me here, you wanted to talk a little bit about just how that came about. And I love getting mm-hmm. to share this because it's just such a God story. My dad had actually um, called me to take me out to brunch, and he said he just really felt something on his heart he needed to talk to me about. I am a daddy's girl through and through. Aww. And so I thought, okay, well... I'll go to brunch. That's fine. At this point, this was 2018. And he sat me down and just told me how much he missed hearing me talk about my writing. I love to write. And then when I entered into motherhood, that really just went dormant and I had stopped doing that. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. You know, that's not normally something I would expect my dad to say that, oh, I miss hearing you talk about this. And he shared this video with me of someone using the gifts that God had given them. And that really just started stirring in my heart. And I left that brunch just open-handedly going to the Lord saying, what do you want me to do with this? Like, I don't feel like I have the time to write, Mm -hmm. but I'd love to talk about Jesus, but I don't (laughs) want to aimlessly just talk about him. Like there has to be purpose and what I, I would talk about. And so through praying about that, I really did feel confirmed and the yes behind starting a podcast. And I felt the words live with less hmm. on my heart. And I thought, well, I'm not a minimalist. Not that I have like <laughs> scads of things, but I'm definitely not a minimalist by any means. And I tell this to people all the time. If you feel something on your heart, you have to take it to scripture. Um, yeah. We are fleshly human beings. And so I went to scripture with that and was studying the word of God and landed in John 3:30 what John mm-hmm. the Baptist says when Jesus is now on the scene getting ready to start his ministry that he must increase but I must decrease and yeah. God just used that to pierce my heart and show me that to live the way Christ has commanded us to live the way Christ has called me to I have to live with less of those things that get in the way of him yeah. and oftentimes people think well Christ called me to be great at x y and z and it's no at the end of the day 
Christ called me to be an image bearer of him. And that means submitted and willing and reverent and obedient to what he's called me to. And so it has just been the most humbling, (laughs) um, sanctifying journey, but I'm just so grateful for it. And I have always just felt that it's so sweet that it started with a conversation with my dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a really like, um, very, uh, touching story, uh, as well as, uh, uh, a little bit of a testimony on kind of how it all began. And mm-hmm. um, we kind of, we always like to ask like the the guest on our podcast, like tell us a little bit about your mission and, and. Um, Just because we're called a simple mission. Yeah, yes. I love it. I love that, it. Yeah. In the, in the, in the, yes. uh, in the structure. But, mm-hmm. um, but I love how, how you started with very, um, you know, humble beginnings, uh, with just a mere conversation, you know, and that's how we started this podcast, just mere conversation, um, over coffee, um, kind of while we were dating. Um, and and that's kind of how it all, how it all started. Well, we didn't talk about starting a podcast while we were dating. We were talking about the name, you know, one day we wanted to start something together and we came up with the simple mission, but we didn't know what we were going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's the same thing. Like we always start with a story of like how we got started and how God, you know, speaks to Mm. us to, you know, just started. So I love your story on that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very, very um, relatable as well, too. So, you know, as we kind of take a, a deep dive into season three, um, I want us to start, you know, kind of talking about standing firm with what the Bible says uh, and the truth versus what the world the world's truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to start by asking you um, a little bit about what you have observed in the past or present mm-hmm. uh, and our hope and prayers for season three we want to kind of boil down to how to stand firm with what the Bible says versus the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, What differences or characteristics have you observed when standing firm with the truth of the Bible versus what the world says and believes? Gosh, I love this question so much. I am, I am so passionate about talking about this stuff. So I loved this so much. The first thing is we all know we all, I say we all, we in Christ, first Mm -hmm. of all, know and believe that God's word is infallible. It is without error. And in second Timothy three sixteen, I love this part of scripture. I think it just tells us that this is the truth. And we read that from Genesis to revelation, but sometimes people need it pointed out in scripture where it says that. And it tells us there that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for approve, for correction and for training and righteousness. So we see that first of all, that's what God's word, that's what his commands offer us. Well, then we look at what the world offers as truth. And I say that with yeah. air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it is full of error, full of deception and self-seeking. And I love, and Jeremiah 9, 3, I think this gives a perfect example to what the world looks like and what evil and deception looks like in the world. It says they bend their tongue like a bow, falsehood and not truth has grown grown strong in the land for they proceed from evil to evil and they do not know me declares the Lord. And I think it's so important that we focus on that part too, where the Lord says they do not know me and knowing that and us all understanding that when we are out in the world, there are people literally walking around right next to us that don't know him. Mm -hmm. And people turn so quickly to the world for the truth that they offer. And in reality, as Christians, 
if someone is of the world, they're not walking in truth. We can't just blindly turn to everybody and to yeah. culture for that. And so mm-hmm. a perfect example was a conversation that I just had with a 14 year old girl who I've had the honor of pouring into. I love her dearly. She goes to um, high school right around our neighborhood. Mm. And she went and talked with me about Harry Styles wearing mm-hmm. a dress. Yeah. And how I felt about that. She knows that I'm walking with the Lord. She and I have had great conversations over that. And I got to talk with her about the world's perversion of sexuality, Mm -hmm. how the world goes against God's design every single time. We are seeing that, I mean, in a way that I feel like I've never seen it before in the world. I mean, it is on full display. And how it always, um, the world will always seek to lead people astray. And so I got to share that with her and it led her to stating, well, the Bible says don't judge. Mm-hmm. And she was referring to Matthew seven. And so I got to talk to her through that. And I wanted to read you guys that as well. So that's uh, Matthew seven starts in verse one. Um, this is Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. And he says, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged with the measure you use. It will be measured to you. Well, that's Mm -hmm. also then over in Luke six, it says essentially the same thing, obviously written a little bit differently, but at the, in the last verse there in Luke six 38, it talks about the judgment given, it will be given to you a good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Mm -hmm. So everybody thinks, okay, well, Jesus said, don't judge. Well, No, what it's saying there is if I am holding someone to a standard that I, I need to understand, and that is with conviction that I will be held to the same standard, that I will be held to that same judgment. And so I got to walk her through that. And I said, in regards to this conversation that we're having with Harry Styles wearing a dress and and this entire conversation around sexuality right now, Mm -hmm. I'm looking to someone with judgment over the perversion of God's word. I absolutely want to be held to that same standard. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And that we should always be alert to that falsehood and destruction, whether it's from the world or from our own flesh. And then I wanted to read actually to this commentary that I had read. Um, I'll send this to you guys as well. It was really good, but just to, again, paint a picture that's not just in my words of what Matthew seven and Luke six are referring to because this was laid out very well too, but it says, Jesus did not prohibit the judgment of others. He only requires that our judgment be completely fair. That when we only judge others by a standard, we would also like to be judged. Mm -hmm. And so again, going back to, uh, especially in this regard, if someone is perverting the word of God, I, in my discernment, I am called to see that and call that out. Well, I, I pray often, Lord, if there's something I am getting wrong within your word, either strike me if I'm going to go say something about it, or I need to lean into that conviction. Yeah. And so that's something that I was eager to share. I actually, as soon as you guys sent me these questions, I thought, I am, I have got to share this Harry Styles story, Lord. Like this is a prime example of yeah, and what that looks current like right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very current right now. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, also that God's word just continually reminds us to be alert. And I love that you guys asked about the characteristics because I think that's a big thing. Like we have to look at the character, um, that's within alignment with the Lord and what's walking out of alignment with him. And I think the overarching basis with the world and the world's truth Mm -hmm. is that it's always based in feelings. 
always. Yeah. It is always attached to a yeah. feeling. It's well, I feel blank. So that means it must be true. I feel angry about this. So it must be true. Well, just yeah. because we feel that way doesn't mean it's necessarily true, but yeah. Jesus says in John 17, 17, he he's praying on behalf of believers. And I love this because he tells the Lord when he's praying in this, mm-hmm. um, he is praying specifically on behalf of those left in the world that are believers. He's not praying about those in the world right now. And he says, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. And so Jesus himself, of course, because he is part of the triune God says that the word is truth. (laughs) Yeah. I think what you said about, um, you know, it's based on what people, even Christians say that it's based on what they feel. And Mm. I think that's so wrong because I know that's something that I struggled with, you know, a few years ago, I used Mm -hmm. to be really, um, I guess, you know, judgmental and critical. And uh, I guess like, kind of like that uh, parable in Matthew where Jesus said, you know, you're talking about the specters in their Mm -hmm. eye, but Mm -hmm. you're not Mm -hmm. even thinking about the log in your own eyes. So it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that you you brought up that, you know, no one, you know, that is people that are against the word, they don't know God. And it, it reminds me, I can't remember where it is, but, you know, in the last days, you know, mm. godlessness is going to occur mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all these things are going to happen because they're living by the world and what they feel or what they like and what they find pleasure in um, versus like trying to follow God. And, you know, and I think the other thing that I just thought of is that people confuse God with he wants us to be happy versus mm. he wants us to be holy. And yes, so amen. that's a huge difference. And, um, and people think that being holy is like, um, it's not fun. It, it's uncomfortable and it's not something that they enjoy, but that's exactly what the word says. So I completely 100% agree with everything that you brought up. And um, I love that you said that it's a lot to do with what people feel based versus like what the, the word says. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that was completely great. Okay, so I think one of the things that we wanted to bring up, um, we listened to a couple of your episodes on mm-hmm. your podcast, and we heard your little testimony, and mm-hmm. it was so powerful to us. We can definitely relate to it, and I know our listeners will as well. Um, can you just share a quick little testimony of how you became a Christian or a born-again Christian, and just share some Bible verses that you clung mm-hmm. to as a new believer during your times of doubt in this world and why? Absolutely. So I grew up in the church. I grew up in the Lutheran church and I actually loved the people. I loved going to the church for the people. Um, I didn't like the idea. And that's why I loved when you talked about holiness right there. Um, I didn't love the idea of rules and boundaries. I have always felt in my flesh. I have always been this person to push the envelope with the desire to prove people wrong. And so you place that in a rebellious girl's heart. And it led me down this road of being tossed to and fro by earthly desires and insecurities. And I went through a long season of rebellion um, in my early teen years and a lot of sexual rebellion. I know I talk about that on my podcast. So if there's somebody listening and they are seeking some testimonies or things in that, I have quite a few episodes about that, but that started to leave obviously a gaping hole that I was trying to fill um, and just continued down this downward spiral until I finally hit rock bottom as I approached my 20s. And 
I can now say it with a smile on my face because that was a really, I mean, that was a really painful part of my story for a really long time. Um, but the Lord met me in the most undeniable way (laughs) in the deepest part of my sin. And I gave my life to the Lord. I recommitted my life to him in February of 2012. So I think that's going on nine years. It's just so awesome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, but you know, I think too, often people see like, okay, someone gave their life to Christ and now their life is just great. And they're, it's perfect. And no, I, uh, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that would be nice if that was, but now there's walking through redemption and working through these woundings and mm-hmm. working through the consequences of my sin. That's another thing that I feel like in culture right now, just going back to, um, characteristics of the world versus the church. Yeah. There are consequences to our sin. There are consequences to those things. And so by his grace, he walked me through all of that. He led me to people to help me work through some of those issues and turn to repentance. I mean, I had to learn what repentance looked like, what that meant, and then what that means walking forward. Mm-hmm. And so now I just thank him so much that I'm able to live for him every single day. And I always say, Lord, as long as there's breath in my lungs, I will share my story. I will speak your truth. I will stand on any mountaintop and do it, whatever you (laughs) ask of me. But it is, it's just something that I pray that with the story that God has given me and the story of redemption he's given me is that people will see number one, there are consequences to our sin and we have to walk in those. But number Mm -hmm. two, in repentance, in um, having the Lord see us through those things, we do experience his grace and mercy. Um, but it's not without consequence to what we've done. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, um, growing up, I, I was also, uh, raised in, uh, I guess, Baptist Methodist, um, <laughs> I have kind of a history <laughs> of, of, you know, going back many generations, um, Southern Baptist really. Um, but you know, I, I can say that, um, you know, growing up in the church and, um, you know, accepting Jesus Christ, I guess, very young or younger, it kind of um, maybe was a little rushed, I guess. And maybe some people can can relate, um, even though I felt like it was on my own terms. Maybe there was a little bit of pressure from family or friends. From yeah, from everyone. And so, um, you know, there was a point uh, in my life, you know, like right after high school where, um, you know, I was a little bit rebellious, like toward my family and, um, maybe uh, like some of my, uh, friends from, um, my hometown. Mm. And so it took a lot for me to, um, I guess know that like Jesus is like always there for you. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I went through a lot. Um, and it, took me to a point where I had to, I had to call, um, my mentor, which was, um, uh, my, um, grandma at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember her, I was sitting there crying on my porch, um, on my back porch, uh, at my apartment that I used to live in. And, um, she was like, you know, like, let's just pray. And, uh, she just prayed over me and prayed for me. And, um, after that, I felt like Jesus, like I basically gave up all of my past sins and mm-hmm. I like let him in on my own terms during that point. Mm-hmm. And so 
that was a big a big turning point um in my life mm-hmm. uh whenever I was in college mm-hmm. you know and so um ever since then I always think back like if I ever feel myself kind of going back into a hole or like going back into some sort of a sin whether it's small or big like I I, I always think about that time whenever my grandma called me and or oh, I called her actually her. I was like grandma <laughs> <laughs> I, love I need that. your help yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah, so, but anyways, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good story. I don't think I've so ever shared that before. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> what we're saying, you know, a lot of people have, you know, you know, a past, and mm-hmm. you know, you sharing your testimony is going to help someone listening. And same mm-hmm. with David sharing, mm-hmm. sharing his testimony of what happened in the past. You know, mm-hmm. you know, p- pave the way for him in the future, and you know, let him hear, and you know, with us and the podcast. And so it's crazy how. Our testimony, even though the past is like so broken and it's so mm. painful, it, God can do something with it and he can turn it for good and to glorify him and to show others that, you know, it's only God that can do this and to Amen. change us. So, yes. yeah. Well, and I just, I just remembered, I haven't, sh- I didn't share the scriptures that I had. Um, <laughs> well, thinking about your story, when we were talking about temptation and all of that, the first one that always comes to mind, I love first Corinthians 10, 13. I, I still cling to this scripture because we are all fallen humans. But when I was in those deep parts of working through my sexual sin, and I, I do want to also state if someone's listening to this, my sexual sin, um, this was rooted in security. This was not out of pleasure. This wasn't out of that type of an issue. This was mm-hmm. purely insecurity and so when the enemy would tempt me with feeling like I needed to do something or I needed to act in a certain manner um, to be loved or to be seen or to be valued, um, I knew that was against God's desire. And so I would pray this scripture and it says, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. Mm-hmm. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved that because I think, again, people often, the world will actually use part of this scripture um, when they try and throw around temptation and, and say that, oh, well, you're not going to be tempted beyond your ability, but yeah. there's more. It says, but with the temptation, yeah, he will also provide a way of escape that you will be able to endure it. And so there's always things that he is doing within that. And that was a, I always call that, I'm like, that was such a a scripture that really walked me through, like I said, a very hard season. I mean, I remember praying it with tears running down my face at night, just thinking, Lord, like this is really hard. Yeah. And it is hard. Walking with Christ is not some easy thing. And we do have temptations that do feel Mm -hmm. difficult, but he always sees us through that. Um, another scripture that I always love, this is one of my first ones that I had ever memorized was James four, seven, submit to Jesus, resist the devil, and he will flee, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. So I struggled with a lot of spiritual warfare, um, growing up, even when I was very little, my mom says she remembers there were just certain things where she was like, that's definitely spiritual warfare. That's not just a little kid being concerned. Yeah. About not that. a coincidence. Yes. So that's something I've always dealt with. And then especially after coming to Christ, I really struggled with that and, and what to do with that. Like when you're under a spiritual attack, what do you do in that? Yeah. And I have seen God's faithfulness through that as he's grown me and handling these attacks and calling on prayer warriors. But I have always just gone back to the scripture to remember that 
the Lord God almighty has the authority and he has the final say. And then the last one I wanted to share, this is one of my first scriptures I ever memorized. And I love it so much. It's Mm -hmm. Jesus spoke this it's John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And again, going back to that first question, you guys asked about the characteristics. What does it look like? Um, truth in God versus the falsehood of the world. And right here, I love this because this is one of the many parts, but Jesus gives a clear distinction between those who knows him, those who know him and those who do not know him, Mm -hmm. that those in Christ know his voice and follow him. And that those who do not will not walk in his ways. And I know people can say, well, but as Christians, we stumble, we don't always make the right choice. Yes. But because we are under his grace and mercy, there's repentance and redemption through that. But those that are not of him, they have no conviction. I think that's a big thing to also look at is Mm. conviction is following the Lord. Conviction is knowing his voice and walking back to his truth. Yeah. But I have always loved that so much because I think it gives such a cool picture of exactly what it looks like for those following the Lord. Yeah. So one thing that you were bringing up was, you know, we're continually being sanctified, um, I think a lot of Christians get confused when they come to Christ is, oh, well, I'm justified, so I can just do what I want. But mm-hmm. they don't realize that the justification comes one time when you come to Christ. But the sanctification is an ongoing process mm-hmm. until we die and, you know, reunited with him in heaven. So, And Jesus knows our hearts and he knows our intention. And so if he knows that we are committing a sin, intentionally knowing that Mm. it's wrong then that comes back to you as well but if he knows that we are still struggling we're obviously we're all still sinners he'll he knows our hearts he'll be like okay repent and come to me Mm. and i will help you be sanctified the justification is one time and then the sanctification is like the ongoing process that we're all gonna deal with until we die so that was really important that you brought that up. Well, okay. So now that made me want to read this scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love that you brought that up because, so this is Paul writing. I'm in first Thessalonians. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Sorry. First Thessalonians five. And I love this because this is Paul praying on behalf of believers. First yes. Thessalonians five, 23 and 24. So oftentimes people, like you just said, people don't look at sanctification as this like gift. They're like, no, this is difficult. Well, I love what Paul prayed. He prays, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Yeah. And I love that Paul literally prayed that for believers. And I love that you brought that up because it's true. Like sanctification is a gift and that's something we need to lead into. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to share that. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. And it totally relates to this topic as well. So, yeah, uh, it does. And also for like anybody that's, you know, I love how you're bringing up all these, all these scriptures. Um, because, uh, you know, maybe somebody listening is like, Hey, like, like, like where are they getting this idea or like, Mm -hmm. where are they getting this feeling from? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, I love how you're, you know, backing up like what you're saying with, with some of your favorite scriptures and, um, how you felt in the past and relating those to the present with, with scripture, you know, with, with the truth, with the word of God. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and I always say this too, because I think like, I remember when I came to Christ, so I hope anyone listening doesn't hear me saying all these scriptures and thinks, Oh, it sounds like a Pharisee. Cause I think a lot of people feel that way. They hear people just know scripture, yeah. but I 
when I am sharing all this, it's literally like I could say, like, if they could see me, I could cry. Like, it's because the word of God literally saved me, saved my life. When I look at the, um, the fact that we were given this gift of having his word to see like Mm -hmm. his boundaries and his commands, like these are a gift. And so when I share it, it's from a humble place of no, like his word is truth. And this is what we quench our thirst with. And so that's why I just always want to say that. Cause I know for some people it is like when people spout off the word, it can be really overwhelming and feel not loving, but it's literally from a place of, I love God's word because of what the Lord has done in my life. Yeah. And I think, um, sometimes people can be uncomfortable because they don't really have the Holy spirit in them. Even even Mm. though they say, Oh, I believe in Jesus. Like they don't actually get into the word. And if you don't get into the word, you don't get, you know, what the Holy spirit is trying to tell you or the change in your life. And Mm -hmm. I know that for you, like you live the opposite, like you were living with Mm -hmm. the world and then now you're living with God and you're like, this is way better. You guys are like a gift. And it's, you know, yes. he's, it's because he loves us. He, he doesn't want us to get hurt or mm-hmm. to be in pain mm-hmm. and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely so important to remember. Um, I guess when we're sharing all these Bible verses, if y'all are listening, and, and this is probably the most Bible verses we've shared, like, mm-hmm. in an episode. And mm-hmm. um, I can, you know, think of some people that may be like, oh, well, this is kind of, like, weird or this is overwhelming. Like, they know all these you know, the, these Bible verses, how do they know them? It's because mm-hmm. we read them and we study and, and you know, we should mm-hmm. ask and pray for the Lord to open our eyes and mm. we're trying to help y'all. So. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when it comes with, um, I guess, expectations that we set on ourselves, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, getting to know the Lord more, like, is there is there some sort of like boundaries or rules mm. or you know, um, that other people set for them, you know, um, and talking about staying true to the Bible, um, uh, did you, or have you set high expectations on yourself? And if you did or have, um, how did you overcome, you know, being too self-critical while striving to be like Christ? And, um, you know, we have been asked, um, uh, many times before, like, Hey, like, um, you know, how, how many hours do y'all spend reading the Bible or like mm-hmm. how many days a week? And so, you know, we, this is why we, we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. the, really the gospel and the Bible at this season. Cause we, we felt like, you know, we wanted to number one, get back to the basics and number two, really, mm-hmm. you know, show people that, um, it's possible to do this. It is possible mm-hmm. and it is a personal relationship. So, mm-hmm. um, so what do you like, what do you think about that? Like, so for me, I first want to say when I first gave my life to Christ, like I said, when I recommitted my life to him and I got my first Bible and I won't say the version that it was, but it was a version that now I'm like, Oh my word. It's so hard for me to even read it. But (laughs) I obediently wanted to, I wanted a Bible. I wanted to know what scripture said. And Mm -hmm. so I asked for it. Um, I think I got it for my baptism gift for my parents. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom was like kind of cringing, getting the version that it was, but she knew she's like, God is going to do, this is just opening the floodgates of what he's going to do in her life. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to know his word. And I didn't know how to study scripture. So, so I started with that Bible. I call it my hot pink Bible. It's a hot pink leather <laughs> color on the outside. Aww. Nice. But that is so special to me because that is where 
my hunger started. I wanted to know what God's word said for myself. I had no idea how to read scripture, but I showed up and tried anyway. I went to my first Bible study. And again, because the version that my Bible was, it was difficult hearing other people read. I was like, well, I don't like, I don't know what verse they're on. I don't know what number they're on. I don't know where any books of the Bible are. Like they're like turned to John and I'm going back to the table of contents. I didn't know where anything was. (laughs) And my Bible study teacher saw such a yearning in me to know more about his word mm-hmm. um, that she came alongside me. And then actually when my husband and I got engaged in 2014, friends of ours got me a new Bible with my name on it. <laughs> and it's funny now because I didn't pick the version. They just picked out a Bible and gave it to me. And it's an ESV study or it's not a study Bible. I have an NIV study Bible, but an ESV regular Bible. And I love my ESV Bible very much. Um, but they gave it to me and I started digging into this. And now this was much heavier than what I had been reading from. Right. But now reading that question, I thought, you know, when I read it, reading that question now is very different than my answer would have been then, but that's where I started. I started with just, I wanted to understand God's word and I didn't know Mm. how to read it. So I got the Bible that I thought was best for me then. And God was so, um, honoring in that. Yeah. And, but now, you know, I am someone that stands very firm in my convictions and I don't say that with pride. It's truly, again, it's just yeah. the way God knit me. I think that kind of goes back to what I said in my story. I am a, um, a pushing the envelope kind of person in a yeah. way that I just, I stand firm in my convictions and how yeah. I I'm feel. Saying. Well, now that's right. tethered to the Lord, praise God and not yeah. to my flesh. Mm-hmm. So when I became a Christian, I was still, you know, struggling in these major areas of sin in my life. Um, That's one thing in regards to conviction that I think too, when we're newer believers, I think sometimes um, conviction is a gradual process, the sanctification process, like you said. Yeah. But when I gave my life to the Lord, it was like, bam, like I felt deeply convicted for the things that I was in and Mm -hmm. I wanted to share this story with you guys, because again, I know a lot of people can relate to things. And so I hope that this helps somebody within their season that they're in. Mm -hmm. And so it was probably a few years into me walking with the Lord. I had a friend of mine that I felt was much further along than me and her walk. And when we would get together and go for walks or go for runs, I would share with her these things that God was working on in my heart. And I remember her saying to me, and she wasn't saying this to be mean. She wasn't saying this to lead me astray, but she just looked at me and she was like, why do you always feel like you have to work on something? Like you can just enjoy. And I remember sitting there and I was like, it didn't sit well. Not that it made me mad. I didn't feel offended, but I was like, well, but I'm working on like the sin in my life. We had very different stories too, very different stories, but I knew that I can't allow her to blow out the flame that God had in my heart over the convictions going on in my life. And so if there is someone listening that is a newer believer walking in your convictions and people are like, why are you doing all of this? Like you can just relax and enjoy. Like at the same time, obedience isn't a lackadaisical thing. And it does look very different to the world when you're walking in that, especially coming out as if you are living a rebellious lifestyle or living in a lot of sin people watching are going to go, what's, what's happening and praise the Lord. It's the Holy spirit working in your life. But I wanted to share that story too, to see that a, 
it's very different as a new believer. And then as you grow in your faith, I think that, um, like what you were talking about your study time and all of that changes. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're a new believer, like just obediently show up, like he will fill you, um, as you read his word. And I guess my other two points I wanted to make in that was if somebody's walking in legalism, um, that's someone thinking that they can earn their salvation or they can outwork the sin that they have, have committed. That's wrong. That's incorrect. That's going to leave you feeling dry and bitter, um, angry and cynical. That's not in Christ. But if you're walking in your convictions to seek repentance, and restoration and redemption, then keep pressing in and know that walking with the Lord isn't easy. Um, we are, but we're called to enjoy the fruit. We are, we're called to enjoy our life. Um, but that we have to remember that we are called to be content, which biblically speaking means to be satisfied or pleased with where God has us and not complacent and complacency. You know, that would mean seeking to just put our feet up and not lean into the sanctification and conviction. Yeah. I think complacency, like it can kill you on the inside out and rot you. Especially mm-hmm. if you're if you're not growing in Christ, then what are you growing? Are you growing in yourself or in the world mm-hmm. or uh, whatever you think is right? So I feel mm-hmm. that's really important that you know we don't stay complacent. And I know that it's so hard to. You know, sometimes we don't want to show up or sometimes we don't want to read the Bible one day and we're like, okay, we'll be fine. Like, I can get through the day without mm-hmm, the word mm-hmm. or Jesus. But I know that on those days, I'm more irritated. I'm more angry. I'm, I am I forget the point, the, the, the true mm-hmm. point of knowing Jesus and that I need his word. Um, so that is so, like, crucial, I guess, in our walk with uh, with Christ and in the process of sanctification, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. but yeah, so. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, um, one more question for you is, I feel like this is something that we sometimes always ask people once in a while, but you know, when you talked about, you know, taking that step of starting your podcast, mm-hmm. um, it can be very frightening and intimidating on trying to figure out, like, where to start or not knowing anything mm-hmm. um, and having that faith and believing that Jesus is going to help you and, and mm-hmm. open your eyes to what you can do. Um, so before you started your mission with your podcast, what were um, some of your fears or worries that you had? And maybe um, you can share some tips on how you just did it anyway. <laughs> Yes. So I love that so much because for me, the biggest concern that I had was how, how (laughs) I am not tech savvy, but I knew this is what the Lord was calling me to. I knew he was calling me to this, this ministry. And I had no idea what it looks like. I didn't know. Um, and I I remember sitting there with the questions of how do you start a podcast? How do you edit a podcast? Uh, how do I make a website? And How do I figure out what these tech terms mean all the while being a stay at home mom and trying to navigate that. And, but I continue to show up. I love giving this analogy because I just think it paints a perfect picture of what Jesus calls us to do. I showed up with my fish and my loaves and a heart that (laughs) wanted to serve him. And I joyfully offered them to him and offered him my obedience. And he made a way, I mean, I can tell you guys, and I'm sure you have felt this too. I look back and I go, how, how did that, how did that all happen? Like, Lord, it's just so cool to see it and to see that 
this entire thing, this ministry, this is not Chelsea's. Um, this is not mine. It's literally the Lord allowed, permitted, willed, and walked me through getting all of this here. I mean, truly we could talk off the air about this. I'm sure for hours <laughs> at, like, I just can't believe what he's done because I didn't know how, mm. um, I just continued to show up. And so all of this is just a huge gift from the Lord. I mean, yeah. when I sit there and think about the, the things that I would Google and try and be like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Um, and yet he continued to just, he also just drew me in and showed me that my confidence is not in myself Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because I can also be the kind of person where it's, Oh, well, if something fails, like, am I going to look like X, Y, and Z? That was literally not even a thought in my mind with this, which is one, that's another thing for me where I'm like, this is so in Christ because I was not even concerned about what it was going to make me look like. Yeah. It was just, okay, God, this is on my heart. How? Yeah. Mm. Because I literally didn't know what to do. Um, but now I do have a website and I do have a podcast and I do <laughs> edit it myself. Um, but literally all because of him. Yeah. And so if there's someone listening, wondering, how do you yeah. start something? Um, the two things I say, one is walking with the Lord, like along those lines. The other one is just something just to sit with and think about and pray about. But the first one being, if you feel like God has laid something on your heart to do, take it to his word and spend time in his word, um, with the idea that you have. Cause right. I think a lot of times we all have some really great ideas. I'm not going to say that we don't think of good things that we go to the word and we're like, yeah, that's not really like rooted in truth or that's really to feed my flesh and not to be mm-hmm. honoring to him. Yeah. But then the other one, and I just say this to be honest, um, it does take time, yeah. uh, taking time as in it does take hours to do some of these things. Yeah. And so if you have something on your heart that the Lord has laid on your heart to know that it's probably not going to be easy, yeah. um, it's going to take a lot of your time. Um, but it's honoring and it's honoring to him, but to just know there's also that side of things where you do have to show up yeah. and you do have to, like, you guys know that you have to edit, oh, yeah. have to get <laughs> everything ready overnight. to go, you know, exactly. And so I always just want to remind people with that too, that even if something is from the Lord, that it's not going to be a cakewalk, we still have to obediently show up yeah. and know that he is going to use that to sanctify yeah. us. Yeah. I think the one thing um, I wanted to ask you really quickly is how long ago did you start your podcast? So I started the podcast. It'll be two years in two January. Years. Oh, yes. very cool. So yes. two years in and you're still showing up like you said. And I think the other thing is I love how you said, you know, if you have an idea or if something is on your heart that you want to, I guess, achieve, um, mm-hmm. I love that you said you know, try to go to the word first and mm-hmm. pray about it and see if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And I think, you know, sometimes we're not willing to do that because we know in our hearts that it's to, I guess, exalt ourselves and not yes. for God. And even though we're saying it's, you know, to help people and to spread the gospel and to share mm-hmm. the good news. And mm-hmm. it's really about exalting ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important for all of you listening. If you have a dream or an idea, just take it to the word first and make sure that it's, you know, it's a yes from God and not a, a no or a not mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. So Another yeah. thing that I just thought of when you were saying that is don't look two years down the road, <laughs> show up that day, 
with yeah. the yeah. thing on your heart, um, the thing that God is leading you to. And I, I, I wrestle sometimes with saying those words, the thing on your heart. But again, <laughs> I'm, we're speaking within the truth of what God's word says and what he is leading us in and what the Holy Spirit is leading us in. Because I will tell you, like sitting here and when you guys ask, well, how long has it been? I'm like, almost two years yeah. of showing up. And that's what it is. And it does not feel like it's been two years. It feels like it's just another week showing yeah. up, doing what God has laid on my heart to do for his kingdom. And so don't look at the years down the road because God might not be calling you to do something for years. Yeah. It might be for a month. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. We just have to walk in obedience to him. And if it ends up being years down the road, awesome. But just show up that day for that thing that he's doing. Yeah. yeah that's so important. That's good. Keep it simple. <laughs> yes. So, you know, um, at the at the wrap up of this interview, um, I felt like we had a really good time uh, with you. Yeah. And, uh, we've learned a lot. Um, and I hope that uh, you all that are listening have have learned a lot as well. Um, you know, but uh, how can how can how can we find you uh, for those of for those listening that, um, uh, you know, may not know you as well or that mm-hmm. that I like, want to know more about you and your ministry, uh, your blog podcast and all that fun stuff? Um, how can they find you? So my website is chelseadematis.com. My blog is there. You can also listen to podcasts there, but I tell everyone if you're listening to the podcast, it's living with less podcasts and it's on all the major podcast platforms. But for those that don't have uh, maybe a smartphone or something like that, where you can just listen to the most recent ones on my website. And then I am on Instagram at living with less podcasts. I'm not on any other. I actually am on Parlor now. I'm not on there very often. Oh, yeah. I just started it, but I don't, yes. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm. it's it's like a, I don't know. It's kind it's of like Twitter. Twitter. It's like Twitter and Instagram. It's it's the character length of Instagram, which I can appreciate, um, but it looks like Twitter is what I feel like. And I'm not on Twitter, <laughs> but I am mainly on Instagram. I love being cool. on stories there. And yeah, that's where everyone can find me. Yeah, one more thing is y'all listening. If y'all follow her on Instagram, make sure y'all check out her stories as she's always sharing words of wisdom and encouragement mm-hmm. and prayers and just, just her heart and what God is teaching her. So I would definitely recommend following her on Instagram. You can she's there daily and um you just did a lot of love and encouragement from there. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for um being the guest on our podcast. Yeah. Um we'll we'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way you can say thank you is to share your support. If you could take a quick screenshot of the episode, tag it at The Simple Mission, and share it online, it could make a huge difference for us, while also spreading hope and light to your friends and family. If you haven't done so, please just give us a star rating and a review on iTunes. This small act will take one minute of your time, but it could potentially change lives forever for the glory of God. Thank you for listening. See you next time.